0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're answering another listener question. Today's another AMA episode. That is, ask me anything. I love to answer your questions, and if you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Today's question comes from Emilio in El Paso, Texas. He writes, I continue to enjoy your podcast every morning. I want to ask you if you have any references that you could share regarding how to adequately price an option to buy a piece of land or property. Any help would be appreciated. Well, Emilio, this is a great question. Let's define first what we mean by an option. An option is quite simply a contract where you, the buyer, have a choice to buy a property and the seller has the obligation to sell you the property if you exercise your option but if you don't exercise the option within the defined period of the option contract, the contract is cancelled. Like any contract, a contract must have all of the requisite elements to be a valid contract. It has to have an effective date, an end date, any cancellation terms, a purchase price, and consideration. Consideration is an exchange of money. Often, this is merely an earnest money deposit towards the purchase price. Of course, the contract must also define exactly what is being sold, and in real estate, that usually consists of a legal description of the property. In this case, all of the leverage is in the hands of the buyer. The buyer decides if and when the property purchase happens, and the seller simply has to comply with the buyer's time frame. A simple option contract is distinct from a second form of option contract that puts a little bit more of the negotiating leverage in the hands of the seller. The second type of contract is called a right of first refusal. And in that case, the buyer has the option to purchase the property at any time within the contract period. But if the seller presents another valid legal firm offer, then the buyer has the option of matching the price in terms of the second offer in order to remain first in line for the property. Gives the seller a little bit more control. Removes a little bit of uncertainty. Not entirely, but it gives the seller a little bit more control. There's several ways you can structure an option in order to meet your specific needs as a buyer. Depending on the nature of the project, you may require more or less time to exercise that option. The terms that will be acceptable to both buyer and seller are a function of the amount of time you want the option to remain in effect. In a lot of cases, if that conditional period is short, in the range of weeks or maybe even a few months, you might pledge a fully refundable deposit. And in that case, you're getting a completely free look at the property. But if you're looking for a longer time period and the seller actually wants or needs to sell the property, they're likely to demand a higher payment in exchange for the uncertainty in the sale of the property. I often see contracts written where there's a refundable conditional period of, say, 90 days. That's a free option. You might then negotiate a few extensions into the conditional period where there could be a hard payment paid to the seller in exchange for the extension. You might extend for another 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. You gotta look at the contract from the seller's perspective. They have to endure the uncertainty of not selling the property at all. And in the meantime, they're barred from selling the property to anybody else who might come along with a firm offer. Most sellers are uncomfortable with that level of uncertainty. So if they're going to endure that uncertainty, they'll want to be compensated for it. As a minimum, you want to figure out what the holding cost would be for that period of time and consider offering an option consideration that would at least cover the holding cost. Lease the seller's holding cost goes to zero and the impact of continuing to own the property would go to zero. If the property is already generating positive cash flow, there might be another consideration. All comes down to understanding the seller's needs and negotiating a win-win deal between you and the seller. There's no one set formula. There's other types of options. For example, if you have a particularly large parcel of land and you don't want to purchase all of that acreage at once, you might consider writing what's called a rolling option contract. Let's look at a simple example. Let's imagine that you have 100 acres and you agree with the seller to rezone and subdivide the land into 10 acre parcels. In a rolling option, you might purchase the first 10 acres but retain options on some or all of the remaining 90 acres. And once you purchase the next 10 acres, you might consider extending your option again to encompass more of the remaining acreage. The seller will no doubt want to know why you're looking for a long option period. It could be for any of a number of reasons. You might need additional time to get a zoning approval for a new use of the property, and the timeline could be outside your control. But armed with that new entitlement, the property could now be worth the higher price that you're offering. So Mr. or Mrs. Seller, if you want that high price, then we need somehow to generate that value. It's not fair to ask the buyer to carry that risk alone. Maybe there's a known defect in the property that's going to take time to resolve. It could be a title issue or a known environmental issue that will need to be remediated. That all takes time and it's perfectly reasonable for the buyer to ask more time in that conditional period. Now I want to be clear. Some sellers are just plain greedy and they have a distorted sense of value of their property. In that case, you probably will not get a deal done under any circumstances unless the seller is willing to be educated on how you've arrived at the fair market value of the property. At the end of the day, if the seller feels abused by the process of negotiating a longer option period, it's probably not going to work. But if you strike a deal that's fair and considers the needs of the seller and the buyer, you can often get a fair price for the property and a fair price for the option consideration in the contract. I want to thank you, Emilio, for a great question. And for the listeners at home, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.